The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. We ask in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth that in every life present in this place and in every life joining us over the internet that you do that which eyes have not seen. In all our locations, Father, do that which ears have not heard. Do that which has not even begun to enter into the hearts of men. But let the name of Jesus and Jesus alone be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. Honor and glory we give unto you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. The beauty about the privilege of a, a new day is that God gives us a fresh start. He gives us a new beginning, if you will. His word says to us that it daily loads us with benefits. God daily loads us with benefits. God doesn't get tired of adding value to us. In fact, it, it, it's written that it's, the steadfast love of, of, of the Lord never ceases. And his mercies don't expire. They don't come to an end. They are new every morning. So, when we come to a new year, obviously God has something new for us. It's a privilege to start afresh with God. It's a privilege to um, do many things. Arise, correct a lot of errors, realign ourselves. And at the crossover service, we explained a few things. If, if you were at the crossover service, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. If you were not at the crossover service, say amen. amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these people. <laughs> I didn't make it, I know. Um, now, we said and we explained that at the beginning of the year you know we usually would sit with God and, 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 and trust God and ask him okay what would you have for us and at some, a few years ago we began to say to the Lord that okay if you had to sum it up in one word what will it be you know and, and it became very interesting because just one word you know and it's, it's always been explosive and we explained that this year what God is saying to us as a people, to us individually, and we believe that to this nation, Nigeria, is new streams. Everybody say new streams. New streams. New streams. <laughs> it's, and today, my job is actually pretty um, straightforward. It's, it's to unpack this word for us. And next week, by God's grace, we're going to start a new series entirely 
on new streams and it will climax on the God Regan service on, on the 4th of February titled New Streams. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> so there's so much in it. It's, it's in fact so, 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 so much. So new streams, new rivers are going to begin to flow. We are going to experience freshness. It has started flowing already. And we explained that it is, by extension, a year of multiple colors. It's, it's, it's going to be streams of multiple colors. I'm going to get into all that um, very soon. In fact, they are very beautiful and bright colors just streaming out. I don't know. I mean, it's so beautiful. I received that, and, I re- and we all received that in the mighty name of Jesus. And we, ex- we explained that this year we need to have courage. And we are going to see how it is connected. And we, we read Colos- um, Joshua chapter 1, verse 9. And the word of God says in Joshua 1, 9, this is my command. God was speaking to Joshua and speaking to us by extension. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Now, I want you to look at your neighbor and say God is commanding you to be strong. And be courageous. Don't be afraid. Because new streams are going to flow through you. In Jesus' name. It says, for the Lord your God is with you wherever, wherever you go. And these new streams that requires courage, we, as we stand courageous, will lead to abundance, will lead to multiplication, we need to enlargement. So we should understand as we begin to tackle the year that everything stems from the spiritual. Everything. Everything that we see in the physical stems from the spiritual. In fact, you know, we thank God for technology. But you see, technology is limited. Science is limited. We thank God for medicine and medical science. But they are still learning. We are still learning. There are things, I mean, particularly those of us in this part of the world, even we need the supernatural. Don't let anybody talk you out of Working with the Holy Spirit. You need God. Even in developed countries, you need God. But here, we need God much more. <laughs> they need God much more also. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> in, in, I mean, in, in, but in a different way. Do you hear the testimony of the lady? A sister was pregnant. They said she had fibroids. And the baby went full time. There was no care. No, I mean, and she delivered and we are all rejoicing. If you don't have God in this country, you are working on a suicide mission. I mean, it's just common sense. And God kept her. I mean, I mean, in other climes, those doctors we lose their license. So many things are going to be set straight. But we thank God. <laughs> we, we thank God. 
So, so you, you need to realize that engaging the supernatural is not an option. Even for people, because we have people joining us all over the world that are in developed countries, ex- engaging the supernatural is not an option because what those, a lot of those countries do is to make you spiritually dead, numb you spiritually, so that they can dump all the garbage on you. So when you are spiritually dead, you become a storehouse of garbage. So they say to you, your, um, they say to your children in school that you can choose to be a girl. They say to the boy, if you feel like being a girl, you can choose to be a boy. If you choose, I mean, that is garbage. Children are growing up confused. Everybody needs God. There's no way that you can be so bad that you don't need God. You can't be too bad that God cannot help you. And there's no way that you can be so good that you don't need God. You can't be so good that God cannot help you. So no matter how good you are or how bad you are, you need God. No matter how good I am or how bad I am, I need who? I need God. So we need to understand that it stems from the supernatural. And and we need to get the fact that everything that is visible and physical is preceded by something that is invisible and is spiritual. Everything that is visible and physical is preceded by something that is invisible and spiritual. So if you want to fix something that is visible and physical, you have to first address it in the invisible spiritual. If you want to fix something that is visible and physical, you have to first address it in the invisible and spiritual. You want to get promoted. I need to fix this in the visible and physical. You have to first address it in the invisible and uh, and the spiritual. I need to make progress in this area. You you want it in the visible and in the physical. You have to first address it where in the invisible and spiritual. One of the reasons we start the year with a fast, the 15th of January, we are going to start fasting. Praise the name of the Lord. We are going to engage the invisible and the spiritual. You know, (laughs) people, you see, people see results in the physical and they're like, wow, everything you see in the physical was first obtained in the spiritual everything. And people will begin to look at your life and they will say, wow. She is so lucky. They were not there when you were fasting. When you were fasting. When you were coasting, they were not there. Oh, she is so lucky. So, let's dive into this um, word, the, the compound word. New strings. New strings. 
What are the implications of new, new streams? The first is that I mentioned earlier on God is going to bring about new streams of colors. New streams of colors. New streams of colors. Job 38, 14 and 15. Job 38, 14 and 15. It says, as the light approaches, the earth takes shape like clay pressed beneath a seal. It is robed in brilliant colors. Your life will be robed in brilliant colors. This year and beyond in the mighty name of Jesus. Just the light disturbs the wicked and stops the arm that is raised in violence. Where does light come from? Where does darkness go? Can you take it to its home? God was, was asking a sarcastic question to Job. Do you know how to get there? So the God that knows the home of light will make sure that your life will stream with brilliant colors in the mighty name of Jesus. The Lord God that knows the habitation of darkness will take darkness away from your life and send it back home in the mighty name of Jesus. Colors and lights. In fact, what we see as white light is actually a combination of many colors. I'm sure you know that. You know, do some physics. If you, if you use the prism, you can separate the colors, you know, and see that the white light has several colors. And God is bringing about a stream of light in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And you see in that scripture that it, it, you have to be courageous because what light does is that he, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you go back a little bit, yeah, it, it, it disturbs the wicked. Light disturbs darkness. So, so when you disturb the wicked, what do you think will happen? Come on. Maybe resistance. You need courage. You need courage. You need courage. When you, when you stop the arms that is raised in violence, you need courage to do that. You need courage to do that. When you look at 19 and 20 of the same um, Job, it says, it says, where does light come from and where does darkness go? Can you take it to its home? So in this courage, you need God. <laughs> You need God. So the first thing is new streams of of colors. What to expect? New streams of wine. Of new wine. New streams of new wine. New streams of new wine. Wine signifies the presence of the Holy Spirit or the person of the Holy Spirit. New streams of wine means this year if you open your heart to God, you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. If you open your heart to God, you are going to have a new stream of, of, of unction, new stream of anointing, 
new streams of revelation, new streams of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. New wine. And because the Holy Spirit is the spirit of, of life, it gives life, it gives inspiration, it gives ideas, it, you know, it births things in us, you know, we are going to have new initiatives, new ideas. You just sit down and God will be showing you this is going to happen, that is going to happen. In fact, I miss this. Lights. The Holy Spirit showed me God's baby house. And blind people began to see. As in, boom, 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 boom. Even someone that I thought had eyes. I saw the person. The person was, oh, I can see. I'm like, even this one. So some people are actually seeing, but not seeing. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Okay, that's in the lights now. Back to, this, to, the, um, to the wine. Expect as you open your hearts, as you open the channels of your life to the Holy Spirit, accept, expect new streams of new wine to flow. But you need to know something about new wine. In Mark 2.22, the word of God says that no one puts new wine into old wineskins. For the wine will bust the wineskins. And the wine and the skins will, will both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. So as you experience new streams of new wine, you cannot put the new wine in an old skin. You cannot put the new wine in an old skin. Why? Because new wine is fresh. Old skin has reached its elastic limit, is stretched. When you put new wine in an old skin, the new wine begins to ferment and begins to expand. And the old skin cannot take the expansion. What happens to the skin? It busts. What happens to the wine? It's wasted. When you have new wine of the Holy Spirit, you can't put it in an old skin of the same way you have been behaving. You need to put it in a new, new skin. When you have new wine of ideas, of direction, you can't put it in an old skin. You need to put it in a new skin. And it takes courage, again, because sometimes you need to stand alone because no one would understand you. Sometimes, you know, you need to confront things because if you are in your home, you have a new wine and it's about to be put in an old skin, somebody has to stand up and says, sorry, this shouldn't be in an old skin. It should be in a new skin that requires courage. We need to go quickly. Number three, right? What to expect? We should expect new streams of wealth in the name of Jesus. New streams of wealth. Isaiah 
60 from verse 5. Isaiah 60 verse 5, then we read verse 11. 60 verse 5 says, your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. Why? For the merchants from around the world will come to you, will stream to you. Another translation says, the merchants from around the world will stream to you. They will bring businesses to you. They will bring the wealth of many lands to you. Verse 11, your gates will be opened continually. They will not be closed day or night so that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations. And the key thing you need to understand about gates being open day or night means you need courage. If you, if you, if they are bringing to you wealth of the nation and you have wealth of the nations and your gate is open day and night, you must have some form of protection and courage. Praise the name of Jesus. Also, where the wealth is, <clears throat> you know, there's an adage that says that wealth is in the mouth of the lion. Wealth is in the mouth of the lion. So even if God compels the lion to bring the wealth to you, he still has to open his mouth. And you still have to put your hand and collect it. That requires courage. 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 You see, when God was saying to Joshua, be very courageous. Now, God was not, if God was saying to Gideon, be courageous, we understand that, don't we? Gideon was timid. God was saying to Joshua, Joshua, the warrior, when Moses was on top of the mountain, where was Joshua? In the valley, doing the business. Joshua was bold and strong. Joshua didn't listen to popular opinion. When his friends were playing, he would stay with Moses in the tabernacle. He said, you are staying with the old man. We are going to play football. Joshua will stay. And God was telling a man filled with courage, be courageous. You know that something is about to happen. (laughs) Be courageous. Be courageous. Be courageous. So expect streams of wealth. Be courageous. Because God is with you. And you have a whole church family behind you. We are praying for you. In fact, that reminds me of another thing in the idea right now. The Holy Spirit was saying to me, sitting with him, we need to start praying for businesses by name. So what we are going to do is, if you have a business, I'm not saying you have a portfolio business and you, you want contracts. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> 
if you have a business, if you are running a business, or it's not that you have a business idea or you have a business name that you want us to pray with. Don't please don't write those ones. You are running a business, a proper business. Please at the back at the Formation and Financial Center. You write your name, the name of the business. That's all I need. Your name, the name of the business, and we will begin to pray for you. Is that okay? By name. Okay. <clears throat> The good thing I'm remembering is I hope I remember all this at the 10 o'clock service. Please, can you help me write these things down? Ah. So, that was new streams of what? Of wealth. The next thing to expect, you are going to have new streams of peace. Everything that has troubled you, in every area, God will give you peace. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Isaiah 66, verse 12, it says, This is what the Lord says. I will give Ulufemi Munei a river of peace and prosperity. I will give, put your name in there, a river of peace and prosperity. I will give God's favorite house a river of peace and prosperity. The wealth of the nations will flow to her. It's not the wealth that will give you trouble. The blessings of the Lord makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You will not have wealth and have disease to go with it. In the name of Jesus. You will not have wealth and have turmoil in your marriage to go with it. You will not have wealth and have your children cursing you out to go with it. You will have wealth and you will have peace. Like a stream to go with it. Peace like a river to go with it. So there will be new streams of peace. There will be new streams of opportunities. There will be new streams of opportunities. Doors will be opened unto you in the name of Jesus. This service is a proclamation service, a prophetic service. So open your heart and your mouth wide and receive from God. In the name of Jesus. In Revelation 3, 8, the word of God says in Revelation 3, it says, I know all the things that you do. I have opened a door for you that no one can close. Shut. It says, Femi, I know you have little strength, yet you have obeyed my word and have not denied me. This door I will open for you, no man will be able to close it. God will open doors that no man will be able to close. In the name of Jesus. If you look at the life of David in 1 Samuel 17, David was called by his father, go and take food to your brothers. David obeyed his dad, got to the battlefield, met Eliab. Eliab was like, Oh, you're not ready for battle. Met Saul. Saul was like, oh, you're not ready for battle. Met Goliath and delivered Goliath's head. David, even though the door of opportunity was open, in fact, it was, it was a blessing in disguise. The, the nation was tormented. Many things you see as a problem today is actually an opportunity for you. Many things you see as a problem is actually an, an opportunity. Many people that walk out of your life today is an opportunity for you 
it doesn't look like, but it is. To have new connections. It's an opportunity for you. So David got to the battleground and what everybody saw as a problem. You know, sometimes we see, oh, yeah, it's painful to, for, 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 I mean, for you to lose things. It's painful for you to be robbed. It's, it's painful for there to be a loss. It's painful for a nation to be under, under siege. It's painful. But David saw an opportunity and he displayed courage. And we can learn from David. It displays courage in, in four areas. We're going to just go through them. As you can see, I'm breezing through this. I'm trusting that you will get the message and you will sit with God and listen to it and God will expand it for you in the mighty name of Jesus. David displayed courage to obey his father. Think about it. It, it, it required courage to actually take food to the battleground for a teenage boy. That is, you know, that takes courage. You're leaving your ship behind. That says go. He didn't send any servants. What if David had called one of the servants because, I mean, they were wealthy. They had servants. David had the courage to obey his father. He could have sent one of the servants, you go and deliver the food. What would have happened to David's destiny? <laughs> really. There are some things you have to do by yourself. There are some things you have to delegate, yes, but don't delegate away your destiny. There are some things you have to do by yourself. There are some things that no one else can do. And also, you need to understand, while there are some things that you have to do by yourself, nothing is beneath you. There's nothing, there should be no task that is beneath you. If you in your house, maybe you are the husband, you are the daddy. <laughs> child. <laughs> Please bring that child to me after service. <laughs> you know, it's flowing. Don't you like children that are flowing? And because you are the big man, you can't take the plate to the kitchen. You think it's beneath you. It's not beneath. Something is wrong with that. You should be able to take your plate to the kitchen. Why can't you do that? You can't, I'm not saying you should be the one washing plates all the time, but you should be able to wash your plates. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Another child spoke there. <laughs> I need to see that child after service. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing should be beneath you. Many times we miss destiny changing opportunities. When we think some tasks are beneath us. I can't tell you the number of times I am maybe running an errand for my wife and God is speaking to me. You know, maybe she says I should clean a shoe for her and I'm cleaning the shoe as an obedient husband. <laughs> and while cleaning the shoe, I'm not saying that has happened. And I hope she's not hearing online. She's online. So you say, you said, yeah, come and clean my shoe. And then she's going to do that. And I will rebel. <laughs> but there, there are many times I've been doing things that 
people feel they are too big to do. And at those times, the presence of the Holy Spirit, it's unbelievable, I can't explain it. And he begins to talk to you. You have an amazing fellowship, you are washing plates, you are singing, you are, I mean, it's just beautiful. We miss opportunities because we think we are big. If David had thought he was big, he would have missed his destiny. He had the courage to obey his father. David didn't only have the courage to obey his father. Number two, David had the courage to face the Eliabs. Eliab was his, fa- was his brother, big brother. Big brother condescending, looking down on David through his nose. You have come, you arrogant little boy. You have come to look at the battle. If he says me, look at the battle. I've come to fight in this battle. <laughs> Don't you just love David? I have not come to look. I have come to fight. Sometimes, many times, when you deliver the message of your father, many times your spiritual father, while you have delivered it, God will give you a bigger assignment. David didn't get that assignment until he got to the battleground. But until he took the, the food that his father gave him, he couldn't get a bigger assignment. And when he got the bigger assignment, guess what? The Eliabs will be jealous. They are arrogant little boys. Listen, if you, unfortunately, the part of the world, this part of the world, we have a culture that subjugates younger people. You know, we don't, we think young people don't have a voice. We think they are dumb. They are not dumb. They have a brain. In fact, they are more intelligent than many of us. They have a contribution. So, we, we, in the culture we have, when the elder has spoken, don't live your life like that. I'm not saying you should be disrespectful, but Eliab call. <laughs> ah, we need to go quickly. Are you are you there? Knock, 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 knock. <laughs> Number three, courage that David showed that we can learn from. The courage to fail the souls. The souls are the people in authority. Some of us, God is going to give us a solution this year that will make you stand before presidents of nations. Yeah. And they will tell you, ah, this thing cannot work. You will tell them it will work. And it will work yeah. in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be. The source are those that are in authority. It takes courage to stand before them and still stand your ground. They will try and give you their armor. They will try and give you their strategies. But if their strategies had worked, why are we still where we are? They will try and tell you this is how it is done. If you fall for it, you become irrelevant to the things of God and to the move of God. Oh, wear this suit. Wear this armor. Oh, wear this. David says, no. The lion came. By God, I killed it. I've not proved this suit. It takes courage to say no, like Daniel did to 
When the king says, come and eat a delicacy, it takes courage to say no. It takes courage for David to say, I'm not going to wear that thing. And for the singular fact, they are beautiful. They are maybe made of gold. I mean, it's a king's armory. I mean, what an honor. But David says, I have not tried it. If all you have tried and has worked for you is the name of Jesus, hold on to it. Praise the name of the Lord. <laughs> if all you have tried is at the name of Jesus, every knee bows. Then you get to a quarter, they say, ah, you know what, don't do that name eh, like that eh, anymore. Right now, you're a big boy. Hold on to the name of Jesus. <laughs> it will take you there. Ah. So, David, obviously, showed courage to face Goliath. David displayed courage. And because you will display courage this year, you will have new streams of power, new streams of wisdom, you have new streams of influence, new streams of anointing, new streams of the raw unction of the Holy Spirit in the mighty name of Jesus. Expect new streams of life. New streams of life. Ezekiel 47. From verse 8. It says, Then he said to me, This river flows east through the desert into the valley of the Dead Sea. The waters of this stream will make the salty waters of the Dead Sea fresh and pure. Verse 9. There will be swarms of living waters wherever the streams of waters, waters of this river flows. Fish will abound in the Dead Sea for its waters will become fresh. Life will flourish wherever this water flows. The new streams of life that is flowing and will flow in your life will bring life wherever it flows. In the mighty name of Jesus. It will bring life wherever it flows. So, new streams will flow in you. New streams will flow through you. New streams will flow in your life, in your finances, in your homes, in your health, in your work with God. New streams in the mighty name of Jesus. So this is a very exciting year. Like Jesus said in John 7, that we did as a teaser of the, of, of the tribe video, that on the last day of the festival, the great day, while Jesus was standing there, he cried out, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and let the one who believes in me drink as the scripture has said, 
out of the believer's heart shall flow rivers of living waters. So the source of this stream of new life is Jesus. The source is Jesus. So to start the year without God is not a very wise thing to do. No, no, not at all. So I want to pray with you this morning. You're saying, Pastor, I need to start with God. Even this country, <laughs> we need God. Even in the Western world, for those of us that are in the US, in the UK, you're watching us, you need God. You, do, you need God. Can you pray with me this morning, this very first Sunday of the year? Can I get it right? Start with the right footing. Yes, I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Should I come forward? No, you don't need to come forward. I want to pray with you wherever you are seated. Let's bow our hearts as we, as we bow our heads. Pastor, pray with me. That is me. I used to be with God, but I'm not with God anymore. I want to come back. I want to start afresh. I want to start anew. Pray with me. Oh, I've never been with God, with Christ. I want to give my heart to Jesus. Pray with me. Put up your hand to heaven. Now, I will pray with you wherever you are seated. That is me. Put up that hand over your head. God bless you. My brother, your brother, your God bless you, sir. God bless you, my sister. Over there. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother. Over there. God bless you, my sister. Back here. God bless you, my brother. Over here. That is me. God bless you, sir. Keep the hands up and take it. God bless you at the back. Right there, my sister. God bless you right there at the corner. My brother, sir. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you, sir. God bless you, my brother, at the back. If you have the card, you can pull down your hand and talk to God. God bless you, my sister. Right in front here. God bless you. If you have the card, you can pull down your hand and talk to God. God bless you, my sister, right there. I see that hand. Keep the hands up. My brother, thank you. That hand over there. God bless you. That is me. Put that hand up over your head. I want to start with God. God bless you, right there. Oh, my father is a pastor. The fact that you were born in a bakery does not make you a loaf of bread. You need to come to Jesus yourself. My sister, my sister is a deacon. Oh, association does not cut it. Oh, my auntie is an evangelist. Association does not cut it. My mother is a prophetess. Association does not cut it. My grandfather built the church in our village. Association does not cut it. You need to come to Jesus yourself. Put up the hand now and take that step and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. God bless you. Keep the hands up until you have a card. And we'll pray together. Oh, Father, we thank you. What a mighty God you are. Father, we pray for everyone that is surrendered to you today. We ask, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that you breathe upon everyone. Change these lives totally, my Father. Let your name and your name alone be glorified. Let your new streams burst forth in these lives. In every life in God's favorite house, present in this place, in all our locations, join us over the internet. And let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give unto you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are afraid. Amen. Let's pray together for the Lord Jesus.